Hey sports fans and welcome to episode 61 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Episode 61, we will talk a little bit about uh, the Detroit versus everybody. The newest example of that uh, with the Red Wings getting shafted in the NHL entry draft. Lottery, um, we'll touch on the, uh, just the first couple names that come to mind uh, for their fourth overall pick, and we'll kind of dig into that a little bit. Uh, we will dip our toe into some college football um, by taking talking talking about the Mel Tucker-led MSU Spartans. Don't forget D'Antonio's gone. I feel like it's forever ago, but... Um, <laughs> it feels like that was a long it's so time weird. ago. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that and some of the interesting position battles and, and the, the guys that they got to replace um, on both sides of the ball. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Uh, drafting. We're going to have a little draft of our favorite. We're going to make our, the best plate that we can think of, basically. We're going to have a little draft out of it. and Just just tune in, listen, and watch for that because it's hard to explain, but it'll it'll go it'll go well. Of course, we're going to grade some Michigan beers. Um, I am Sam Waldhart, and with me today we got Kyle Fossey, Micah Smith, and Ryan Waldhart. We're ready to drink some beer, talk some Michigan sports, and have a good time doing it. Um, look, look, it was a rough weekend. With, with the Red Wings, but we did have a little bit of a, usually this is when I ask you guys how your weekend was, but I really don't care this time because we got too much <laughs> to talk about in the intro and we're trying to keep this one quick. I know you guys are good. You guys all had a good weekend, so that's all that matters, but all right. It was okay. Thanks for filling me in on my weekend. <laughs> Yesterday, yeah. all of a sudden, the the Twitter sphere, whatever you call it, Instagram, every, everything's going crazy um, because SportsCenter, I think, tweets out uh, Imani Bates. Right, that's that's the big name here in the state of Michigan and really nationally. Um, yeah, that ain't that ain't a Michigan name. That, that came right right out of nowhere. That he's gonna he was coming on Sports Center. He's gonna announce something. Sure enough, him with his whole family behind him, all wearing Michigan State gear. Hey, I'm committing to Michigan State. So he was he won Player of the Year, first sophomore ever to win. Uh, I'm sure they have a, a logo. Is it Gatorade Player of the Year or something? Or uh, it, it used to be, yeah. Yeah, it might be like the National Under Armour Player of the Year. Of the year. Right? I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. Player of the Year, National Player of the Year for for college or sorry, high school um, as a sophomore, big deal. I mean, that, that's amazing. Um, and he he basically said, "Hey, I'm just my recruitment's done. Whether or not I play pro or not, right away, whatever happens, I'm committed to MSU. Um, whatever happens, happens. Basically, um, that, that's a big get for Michigan State. Look." We'll we'll get into a little. I want to talk a little bit about is he ever going to play, all of the ins and outs of what is actually going to be happening. But today, that is a huge win for Michigan State, a huge win for Tom Izzo. Yeah, Kyle, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, it's huge. I mean, he's known. Well, I think I think he said he met Tom the first time in seventh grade, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think from what they say too, like the family just really. I, I heard a lot of people talking about how they. They value his development. They value a lot of things, like you know. And I just hope that translates into at least spending one state or one year in East Lansing. <laughs> yeah, right. You never yeah. know. I, I actually heard today. So he's he's going into his junior year, but he's like way ahead in, in classes that yeah. he could actually re. What's, he will what's, not the, what's play the word? Uh, re classify. Reclassify re, as yeah. a senior and possibly even be a Spartan in 2021 or sorry 2022. Yeah, he will not. He has one year of high school left. That's, that's it. That's all he'll for do. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, his dad is going to start a 
I can't even think of how. I don't because I don't know if he'll even play again in high school. I yeah, think his dad is gonna do some sort of yeah something with Nike, right? Yeah, like a was Nike that AAU, <laughs> like a Nike <laughs> league. Yeah, yeah, some sort of Nike league for for people that for kids in high school they're that are just, that are just too good for it. Yeah, yeah they're, right. they're yeah. looking to do well, something else. Yeah. yeah, I mean you could have get, you could have such a great kid like a great basketball player and he's playing let's say Division Seven for example. He's just wiping the floor with these guys. It's not yeah. fair to them. It's not fair to him. I mean, uh, in <laughs> his teammates, not, yeah. like, yeah, no, for sure, right? So I think that's actually a really good idea. So it's separate than AAU. It sounds like. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's like a full, yeah. AAU is a, full a disaster. Time, <laughs> it's like a full time training center. Yeah. Okay. At the same time hmm. during right. high school, maybe it's similar to like the the United States Development Program that uh, is out of Plymouth now for for hockey. Maybe, and and the other one I'm thinking of is down in Florida, right? Uh, that that a lot of high school guys can go <laughs> train for baseball, baseball, football, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll come up with it. I'm sure you're point. right. But <laughs> Sometime randomly, I'll probably, like, three episodes from now, I'll come up with the answer for that. Yeah. I look forward to that. All right. Okay. So, Because um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with you. There's something, and I just, yeah. Uh, also, today, there was some, some exciting news. Torkelson uh, signed a record $8.4 million signing bonus contract with, with the uh, Tigers. Um, as much as I'd love to speculate who's going to play, who's not going to play, like, the, the 60-man roster came out. There's all the names that we wanted to see on are on it, but that doesn't mean anything. I don't want to dig into it yet. I think we're going to have plenty of time for that as um, <laughs> not really spring training, summer training progresses and we get closer to that opening day. Um, but, I, yeah. Tomorrow. It's possible. Tomorrow, right? It starts tomorrow. Start yeah. of the summer training. Summer yeah. training. But pitchers and catchers report tomorrow and then the rest report on Sunday. So, <laughs> so silly. What <laughs> a just, weird world we're holding, living holding in. the traditions. That's yeah, up, right? I guess. But um, we'll, we will break that down at some point. But he is signed. It is possible that he could play if they decide to. I don't see it, but we'll get into that some How other time. How old is time. he? He is, I think, 21. Is that correct, Ryan? Is that sound right? 20 or 21? Uh, Torkelson? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I, think sure. I think he's 21. Okay. Yeah. okay yeah. All right. It is time to introduce our beers for episode 61. But before we do, I want to remind everyone to stop into the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for some of the best beer in West Michigan. Uh, this family-friendly atmosphere is perfect for a night out with the family, date night, going out with friends, or game days. Uh, the Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020. And if you mention State of My Sports, you can get a nice little discount uh, when you dine in or carry out a crowler or growler. Stop in and try the State of My PA, which is named after the podcast, or any of the great beers, seltzers, or even wine that they have for everybody. Whatever your beer of choice is, we are sure the house will have something that you would like just a little bit more. Ooh. Also, grab a six-pack of the beer of the summer, Stand Delicious, on your way out the door. Were you drinking that this weekend? I was drinking that. I was drinking that more than this weekend. It's it summertime. What day is it? Yeah, I drank some today. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, to get over there. So our, our beers are going to be, we're going to do it a little different today. So Lost Art Brew House opens their doors tomorrow. You can order their beer online. You can pick it up. And they're, they have they have just. Yeah. They open tomorrow? Yes. They're opening tomorrow. So they're, they're not opening their tap room quite yet. It's still uh, being worked out with the government and all that good stuff, you know, all the crazy stuff in this world. But mm-hmm. um, they are open to say, for sale. So you can go on their website. Um, I had it up here. Uh, lostartbrewhouse.com, I believe it is. Uh, you can order. They'll bring it right out to your car, or you can come in and pick it up. They even have a one-day delivery that they're going to work out. So if you're nervous about leaving the house, they'll bring it to you, they said. so. Really? How uh, far out do they go? I don't know. <laughs> that I don't know. But anyways, they provided us their beer. So we have three of their beers tonight, um, and we are going to, each segment, we're going to do a quick 
drink and grade. We're going to do, do it a little different is what we're going to do. Um, so someone want to introduce what we're drinking right now? Yeah, I think that's my turn, right? Um, okay, so the first beer that we are drinking is Striker American Premium Lager. This is a 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, this is an American premium lager that has a passion for creating crisp, refreshing lagers that hold true to traditional brewing practices while simultaneously embracing the progressive ideas of what this style can be. So hang on with me here. A lightly toasted bread malt backbone holds up to the hand-selected Michigan Crystal Hops. So Crystal Hops, is we're familiar with this. Yes. With State of My PA. State of My PA. Yeah. I want a refill, is what I'm saying. <laughs> These guys are scrambling around, and There's I'm one in there, trying to there? not be distracted. Uh, oh, you get you get the last. We're one? gonna share. Oh yeah, right. Keep going. All right. Were you, it's was you done with your intro? Smooth, clean, and cons- constantly inviting you back for more. I was gonna skip that part, but you told me to keep going. <laughs> all right. Someone introduce the next one, and maybe show off the can a little bit too. Oh, we're doing all of them right now. Yeah, we're gonna introduce all of them. Oh, that's I what we do live. That's what we do on the. Where's the can? So I have. Uh, nope. Which one you got? There Blue we one. go. Blue one. It's a nice color. Blue one. That is a good color. My IPA. It's a Michigan hopped India pale ale. This is a great, yeah, I don't know. I they're, do, they're now that you really said nice. the blue, I really enjoy the blue. Um, my IPAs are the flagship American IPA. Liberally hopped throughout the brewing process with hops grown right here in Michigan, resulting in aromas of stone fruit. Overripe melon. Didn't really? Know that was a thing. Huh. Overripe melon. Oh, I have. Have you ever had overripe melon? Is that when it gets like, it's real red and it's real, like it's almost a little mushier, but it's... Yeah, and a little pungent. Like, okay. Uh, Very cool. I can't wait to try this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a touch of pineapple as well. Smooth, flavorful malts and are layered into the beer to create an extremely soft and delicate mouthfeel that has never tired the palate mouthfeel is kind of key it is who wrote this this is like on this is a it's a story beautiful beautifully done good grief all right we got one more to introduce and we are going to okay sam doesn't tell you guys what we're doing next (laughs) but lost art if you listen whoever wrote this is great so i've got the orange can tonight oh i like that one too this one's called tricky yeah good colors tricky american ipa um you know one thing about these cans if the great gatsby were to ever make a brewery. This is what their cans would look like, you guys. Just class act. The Great Gatsby? Yeah. Yeah, this is what they look like. It Does just it? Reminds me of it. Doesn't it you? I, I just think it just looks classy. I don't know. I don't know yeah. about like the cover of the book, maybe. I think maybe I slept back during the Great Gatsby. It's a book. Mostly. Yeah, in school. I've only read the book. So It's tr- a movie? I think so, yeah. Caprio's in it. Right? Yeah, I think Leo yeah. did that a few years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, that would be good. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Me oh, sorry. So, <laughs> no, you're good. Tricky is a, a beer they've been working on for a while. It's a 6.9%er. 6.9%. Nice. Okay. Uh, it's bursting with a lot of fresh citrus hop aromas and balanced with rich malt character. Aromas of mango, grapefruit, and hop resin give way to subtle notes of fresh baked bread as you work through the glass. So that orange color on the can looks exactly like the picture they have on their on their website. Yeah. Right? It looks I mean, like a, uh, the color like of the, the beer. beer. Yeah. I, I really like the, the colors of their labels. Well, and, and now look at this. All of that. Now, now I'm, I'm 
Oh my catching goodness. their drift on this one too. They're, they're letting the color of the beer determine what their label's gonna look like. Wow. I kinda like that too. Are we that's, gonna be drinking blue beer? That's pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> I think it'll be yes, a little... we will. <laughs> All right, so, awesome. so we just wanted to jump live uh, real quick for, for the our, our intro, but we're gonna do a quick segment for podcast only. So make sure you guys are listening. We'll we'll grade uh, the striker during that segment. Then we're gonna jump back live and we'll be drinking a new beer. We're gonna do uh, a little draft basically of creating the perfect uh, July fourth of July Independence Day Independence Day for plate plate yeah. so we got we got a couple guidelines we'll explain that later but make sure you guys tune in jump on live because we're gonna need your help alrighty well Friday it was a Friday Friday was the bad day the Red Wings Lost the lottery. Are you still? Can you can you lose a lottery or do you just not win the lottery? Mm, you can lose it now. You can <laughs> lose, lose it. Yeah. Sports have sports have made it so you can lose a lottery. All right. So the ping pong the ping pong balls fell, and they hurt me real real good. Um, look, <laughs> hurt me real good. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to come across as a bitter Red Wing fan because I think that would. That's really not fair to the to the argument here. The, the the bottom line is there is a massive massive flaw with the lottery system. I'm not saying it's bad. I like the lottery system as a whole. I think the idea behind it's very good, but I think it's being executed poorly in both the NHL and the NBA. Um, we're not going to get into the NBA because we don't even know what they're going to be doing. But I think the, it's severely flawed with with the percentages. The Red Wings had the best odds of winning the number fourth overall pick. That that doesn't make any sense. Your your odds should be weighed to win the first overall pick if you were that bad in in the 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 worst team. Right. Also, when you start bringing in teams that are that made the stinking playoffs on this new format that they were running into with the what is it, twenty fourteen playoff? I don't I don't even know. I don't really care now. I'm just so flustered. There are seven teams left out of Correct. the playoffs. Yep. This should have just been the seven. But now you had teams that are going to lose in the first round. So you had, I think, eight additional teams that if and when they lose this first the first round play-in series of the playoffs, who knows what they're calling it. It's garbage. that They have an opportunity to seal their fate on the ice, and they also, if when they suck and they get swept out of the playoffs, they, hey, we, we get a shot at Alexis Lafreniere, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So, so you're saying the lottery specifically this year is a problem, or or I, I, I every think year? I think every year it, it, it's a massive problem. Okay. I do. I don't like the way that the, it's weighed. Um, it doesn't make sense. Um, they're they're they're. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to avoid tanking, and, it, and it, there's there's not a problem with that. But but you also need to understand that some teams are just going to be bad. You're going to have bad GMs that put you put these teams. Not in a tanking position because the Red Wings. There's no way they you would consider them tanking because their roster is that bad. They're just they awful. have it's that many bad. bad contracts, and that's really the NHL in right. in my opinion. Like I, I would see basketball and and even football like teams that like it's easier to just tank. And, and I don't want to say lose intentionally, but you can design it, it a little ha- bit easier. It happens. Yeah, well, one one player makes so much. More of a difference in basketball, so teams tank for that one guy. That's gonna—they're hoping that changes their entire franchise around. You don't get that with baseball. You don't get that with hockey. You don't really—I yeah. mean, you can get that with football with a quarterback. But yeah. besides that, you don't really get that. So 
you can't just apply the tanking method that's so prominent in the NBA across the board on every, to every every team. But I think I think it's fair to say what you're saying though is this year's NHL draft draft lottery, excuse me, is even worse this year than it yeah. than any other year well, because, because they, of what happened. Yeah, because they restructured the playoff right? format to allow yeah. how many teams? 24 they, teams? Yeah, they restructured the playoff format, so you should restructure the lottery there format you go. as yeah. well. Agreed. And they didn't do it. And it, I, I, they, they proposed it at one point. That there was like, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. And they put a sent a memo to all, to all the organizations, and it was going to like make it so each team could only fall one spot. And it, it, look, the way that it was that proposed was was extreme the opposite direction, where like it wasn't fair to the middle of the, the pack teams, right? Where. I get you want to make it fair to those guys as well, but but there was no middle ground. There was no negotiation. There is a middle ground that they should have met there, and they didn't. There, it seemed like they were just like, well, uh, let's just get this done. Like this is our chance to be in the spotlight, so let's rush it and rush it and rush it. And they didn't think through of what it was. And look, I don't want to say it was rigged against the Red Wings. I don't want to say it was rigged to make the NHL have this like the second lottery like make that a, right. a big thing because that's not what the nhl needs that's not what's going to make the nhl popular i'm sorry like th- if they were looking for their day in the sun they absolutely got caught with their pants down they're going to get burnt right on the butt yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's it was it was poorly executed and now you're sitting here looking at a team that could could have very well ended at like 95 points that's easily a playoff team easily a top five playoff team in, in their conference could also get the first overall pick. So how is that fair? Right. So why don't you reiterate to our listeners, especially the ones that don't follow hockey, what happened exactly? Well, Did, who's getting the first overall draft pick? We don't know. We, but we don't know who's going to get. It. It's a letter. It's assigned to a letter, and then there's going to be a full another lottery when these eight teams are out of the playoffs. They're going to get put in the new lottery, and then it's going to have a whole another lottery here that. Whoever wins that lottery wins the first overall. So pick. essentially, so dumb. a playoff team is getting the number one pick. Exactly, and it's absolute crap. And I'm not saying it as a Red Wing fan. I'm saying it as a hockey fan. It was embarrassing the way it was executed. Yeah, it yep. was absolutely embarrassing. Um, I was listening to uh, a radio station, 30-year uh, NHL vet or exec. Oh my gosh, I don't even have his name on here. He's he's 30 years old. <laughs> he's a 30-year NHL exec, and I apologize young, for missing. Um, I think it was Brian Burke, I, I believe. Uh, he said this was a travesty. This was a disgrace. A team that may have finished the season 95, 100 points, uh, if they finish the season, might end up with the first overall pick. And Detroit was sitting at 39 points, and they didn't tank to get there. Uh, they just don't tank, basically. So this is a joke to me, and I've been pounding this drum for two years. So he's hated the lottery for a couple years now. They re re uh did the odds, I think, in 2018. So I believe this is the third year of that, or maybe second. I don't know. Second year, yeah. So they so, restructured Yeah, the when they restructured it is when they made it easier for people to jump up. And that's what he's basically saying he doesn't like. Uh, he says there should be five teams in the lottery each year, no more. This year there should have been seven, no more. Uh, the teams that are not participating in the play-in playoffs then mitigate the risk of tanking. Um, but you allow the worst team to get, get the best players. That's what you should do. That's what you want for the NHL, and that's what ideally I think you should want. But for me, it looks like the NHL wants the middle-of-the-ground teams to get closer to the top. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah. instead of making the really bad teams closer to the middle, they're trying to make the middle teams closer to the top. And I think that's the wrong way to do it. 
I really do. Um, and, and again, I'm, I don't want to come off as a bitter Red Wing fan. I am bitter about it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But that's not really my argument here because they just it was poorly it, executed. It makes the league look bad, honestly. Yeah, I mean, take take Montreal for example. Uh, if they lose their first round, like the first round of play, and like or whatever you want to call, it, like who knows, they'll get the number one pick. It look, Lafreniere is from Montreal. Are they rigging it to make this this team get it? Mm. Like I'm, I'm, know. I'm wondering. Like they have another opportunity. They rigged it once, possibly, and they could rig it again now to get who they want. Like yeah. they, oh, I'm so frustrated. It, it, it drives me absolutely insane. How many teams are in the lottery? Well, uh, seven plus eight, so fifteen. Yep. Fif- that's fifteen teams are in the lottery. That's bat ass crazy. It, it, so, it, it is. I know. Do you realize that how crazy that up. number is? Yeah. yeah. Only, but only in the lottery for the top three, and that's the problem with the whole structure. Right. Is they're only they're only allowing those teams to jump up in the top three picks. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. So, so exactly. then, so that's why the wings have over a fifty percent chance of getting the fourth, and then. Uh, you know, an eighteen point five for the number one, and then a little seventeen for the number two, because they have the best odds, but they have such small odds because you're you're throwing those odds across fifteen teams. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, now take that, Montreal yeah. for example. Th- that's the cr- that way across the board for the three picks. Sorry. Yeah. No, but like again, going back to Montreal, it's like they'll probably have the best odds in this new uh, lottery. I would assume because they were the worst team that made the quote unquote playoffs. What? Why wouldn't they? Tank, and I'm not saying they're going to. I don't think anybody in the NHL would tank with an opportunity to to win the Stanley Cup. The players won't do it. But what's stopping the executives from saying, "Hey, hey, maybe uh, Tatar, maybe your shoulder hurts a little bit more today. We we can't put you out there." Or hey, make sure you play that young guy. Or all of a sudden, oh, all of a sudden we have all these positive COVID tests from our best players. Carey Price, sorry, you're gonna have to sit out the playoffs. Oh, well, that's just pretty obvious. What the heck you're doing? You know what I'm saying? So speaking of yes, star players, I, do, yeah. I think this stuff happens. So I don't 100%. think you're crazy. It, yeah. Speaking of star players, I mean, maybe you could follow up with some players that are on these teams. You could rattle off right after me. But some of these teams may be one of those teams that gets Lafreniere. Yeah, and then they already so, are stacked. Like Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean they're already stacked. Toronto. Yeah. Chicago. That, it, that should make you furious. Yeah, and. Trust me, I, I'm furious right now. That should and make it, any hockey fan furious. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah there should be a yeah, balance. Yeah, there's yeah. a restructuring of power and of, uh, you know, that's the whole point of the draft, and that's yeah. not what, what's being accomplished with this. Exactly. And, and, again, I like the lottery for the most part. I really, truly do. I think when it's executed correctly, it still works out for everybody's favor because I don't I don't want people to be tanking just so they can lock up the number one pick because that's not, that's not competitively balanced. In the regular season and into the draft, like I don't think that's the way to do it. But don't weigh it so much in the favor. Like if you actually looked at all the odds, so there are eight, set, uh, eight teams that are in the quote-unquote playoffs, and if you took all of their odds, added them up, they had better odds than than the Red Wings. Oh, for sure. So yeah. it's like, wait, how yeah. is that fair? But yeah, that, that that's my soapbox, and I'm I'm not happy about it. But we could get a pretty good player here. Um, so I, I do want to talk a little bit about who, who we're looking at at number four. I, I was about to just cut it, but I, heard, I forgot I had a whole other page to get to go on. <laughs> It'll be way can, too soon. Can I add something really quick? Yeah, go for it. Okay, the NHL Draft Lottery Part Two. The other eight teams will each have an equal chance to win the second lottery <laughs> at 12 and a half percent wow put that in your pipe and get what? angry so it wow. doesn't even have anything to do with their record nope. in, or how far so, they're going so to correct me there. correct wow. me if i'm wrong there are three teams that get automatic buys in in each conference right into the second round 
of the playoffs. Um, yes. Right? It might be, I believe three teams from each conference don't play in the quote-unquote playoff play-in round. So that means the fourth best team in the, each conference is going to have 12 point, If they lose, they'll have a 12.5% chance of making winning the first overall pick. Only the top four teams in each conference were excluded from the lottery process. Okay, so process. it was four, not three. All yep. right, man. Wow. 12.5% for those guys, and they all get an equal shot at number yeah. one. Insane. And they're all in the playoffs. Yeah. I know it's a big playoff. Crazy. Field, it, yeah. Absolutely crazy. Worse. Yeah. All right, so so who do we want at number four? Eiserman I, I, said, you know, he's saying all the right things. We're going to get a talented guy. There's no reason to be butthurt about it. This is is what it is. We're going to – sorry, Eiserman, I was listening, but I'm still angry. But he's saying all the right things. But I, the, the, what, what? Sam did not listen to the butthurt thing. But he actually <laughs> said butthurt? No, he didn't, but I was paraphrasing. Oh, okay. I think. Uh, but anyways – <laughs> So really, the the first three names that come to my mind, and, and really the it really are in the next tier. We talked about the first two tiers, and then all of a sudden, yeah, we talked about it last episode. Um, so we're looking at the 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 fourth tier or third tier of of players. Basically, you got Lucas Raymond, who's a right wing out of Frulunda. He's 5'10", 165 pounds uh, in Sweden. Uh, Cole Perfetti, who's left wing center. Uh, playing for Saginaw Spirit, um, he's 5'10", 185 pounds. And then Jamie Drysdale, defenseman out of Erie, 5'11", 165 pounds, Canadian guy. I don't want to go dying on any any hills yet because there we got a lot of time to dissect everything that's going to happen. I do. I'm ready. But yeah, all right, so yeah, Ryan said he was ready. Do you want me to go first? No, you with, go, you with, go first. So, all right. Yeah, so I want to hear what you have to say, and then I'll change. My I don't want to. I don't want to really <laughs> fo- like hate on Lucas Raymond or uh, Perfetti. I'm going to focus on Jamie Drysdale. And it, it's not just about him being the better player, um, but more of a better fit of what I think the Red Wings should do. Um, whichever direction Eisenman decides, he's going to get a good player, and I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, and, and honestly, one of these guys will probably be our, our top prospect. Oversider, if um, he ends up going Drysdale, and over Zadina, if he ends up going with one of these two forwards, um, so that that's exciting. Um, at first glance, I, I think we should focus on Drysdale. I think that's the right way to go. Um, and, and it's kind of the popular name out there. Um, even though the Red Wings took a defenseman last year, I lean towards him because I think defense is still a, a massive gaping hole um, on on the 2021 roster um, and in in our prospect pool as a whole. Like these guys aren't painting out a couple of them, so we're the high-end-ish talent prospects, it's getting smaller and smaller, and you have to start hitting on these guys. Um, I think it'll make some some of the names that we're still hoping to hit with, like, Hicketts or, or um, Chalowski Expandable or or just not as important to Expendable. expendable. I knew you were going to get attention on it. As soon I, as I said I it, almost did it too, yeah. as soon as I heard myself say it, I was like, oh, Those boy. Those two things mean very different. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right. Well, you, I mean, they're they're expendable, or or they're just not as nearly important to to the overall rebuild that we're, that we're looking at here. Um, I, I think taking in a guy um, like Drysdale, and, and I talked about a couple episodes ago, bringing in um, Alex Petrangelo and overpaying for it. It doesn't have to be Petrangelo because I think it'd be hard to take him away from St. Louis. But find that guy. Find the defenseman that you can bring in that will just demand this room from day one because we absolutely need that. I think our most veteran uh, defenseman is Danny DeKaiser. Um, nothing against the guy, but, I mean, he, he's fairly young and doesn't have a whole lot of experience and was an undrafted free agent. So it, it, it's high-end talent's yeah. really not there, but yeah. he's a great piece. But we need that head head and shoulders leader of the defensive core, leader of this team. And I think 
Do you well, think? Do you think Cider could be that guy? I do eventually, but it's gonna take some time. He's he's a young one, right? Yeah, he's like eighteen. He's, he's yeah, young. he's nineteen years old. He's he's German, so, which I'm not saying nothing against German, but it's like like the the language barrier could really hurt the lead leading of of a organization. Is, is kind of where I was going at with that. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you, <laughs> Sorry, are you German? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> But, but I think, yeah, I, I think taking Drysdale and bringing in the, the leader that I was just talking about, like that solidifies the defense for years to come. You don't have to worry about them in the second round. We have three picks. Uh, third round, we have two picks. Uh, and it just so many picks coming up. We're going to have more and more to work with here in the next couple of years. Like we don't have to work focus on a high end talent defenseman if we don't want to. We can really truly focus on getting the high end forward to start building that. And so, getting a superstar that people get excited about, not a superstar that people don't notice on a day-to-day basis, what, basically. What what position usually is a more impact player sooner? Is is defenseman ah, man. harder to kind of yeah, I would say so. move through the ranks and yeah. get, get to that uh, level of respect in the NHL? Yeah, it really is because, I mean, you're, you're learning so much, and it's you're going against the, the best players. Day in and day out, basically. To be a, a true number one defenseman, you're going against McDavid, you're going against Crosby, you're going against Malkin, all, all of these high-end guys. Like You're going to get exposed quickly. It's a learning curve. Forwards, I mean, you have very little responsibility. You can throw someone on the wing and have very little responsibility, just go skate really, really fast and be in position and, and we're good to go. Defensemen will get exposed, I think, is, is probably the right word, where a forward won't get exposed nearly as much. So, um it's. I would say it's harder for a defenseman personally. It takes a little bit longer, but when you get the right guy like Rasmus Dahlin, who who came in and and was a stud right away, um, but he wasn't a flashy guy either. So it's kind of the I guess the way you look at it. Forwards always going to be more flashy, more noticeable. Yeah, but defensemen can do a lot. I think what Heronic did stepping into the NHL was last year was was amazing. Like I did not see that coming. It was awesome. But that that kind of stuff works too. But he was also the best defenseman on a bad team. So well, Drysdale, though, <laughs> he can skate. Dudes can skate. He can so. really, really skate. Yeah. So, I mean, did you guys look at it, look at any of these these guys and, and lean toward one way or the other? I, so, I just kind of started pulling up some some highlights and looking at these some of these guys. And to me, Lucas Raymond does not look very impressive. Okay. He he's small. I mean, he's like I've got it in front of me. One sixty five. One sixty five. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. He's he's a small dude. I mean, yeah, he can skate, but like, what happens when he starts putting on some a little bit of mass? You yeah. Know? Or if he doesn't, can you play in the NHL at one sixty five? You can. It's hard. <laughs> Definitely hard. It puts a. I mean, it's a lot easier to play at two ten. Either way, when I was <laughs> when I was looking at his highlights, the, the uh, some of the things I was noticing. One, it was like every single highlight, he never even scored. Like he he just. Oh, the goalie saved it. That was number one. Yeah. Like, okay, that's not very cool. <laughs> I always see those, and I'm like, yeah. that's not impressive. Yeah, like yeah. you didn't score. I know like, exactly. <laughs> like, wow, good. You didn't do your nice job. shot. <laughs> yeah, good job with the puck. That would have gone right in the center if yeah. there wasn't somebody right in the center. <laughs> All right, so you'd you'd cut Locus Raymond off. I, off I'm the not list a fan. There. I'm not a fan. I'd see them uh, like Did I just call him Locus. Up. Yeah, you did. You did. Golly yes. goodness, yeah. <laughs> this is bad. I think it's because he's from Sweden, but we won't yeah, we <laughs> yeah. won't judge by that. Yeah, right. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't like Germans <laughs> or Swedes. <laughs> he's just going across everywhere. Oh man! All right, Cole Perfetti. I think he's he's an impressive talent. To me, it looked he looks like uh, a lot better than I just watched a video with like fifteen to twenty of the top talent guys, and and Cole Perfetti stood out to me. Yeah. But there was one other guy that's not in your list that I'm looking at, and it's Marco Rossi. Yeah. Yep. What do you think? I think he's going to move up 
move up the boards. I, I think he could actually become a top three pick pretty pretty easily. All right, because he's the guy. He's the guy that we should get. I would I would love that. I think uh, I want to see one. how he develops and stuff. But um, he what, I, really, yeah, it might be on the next page. But I actually did say keep an eye on Marco Rossi. Oh, oh really? The, yeah, it might be Rossi or Rossi. I don't no, know. No, Ryan said it. You didn't say it. I on think one of the I he's the number four prospect. Is he? Yeah, I mean he he's gonna be good. He he's the Austrian kid, kid. Um, but I I don't know. It 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 only takes one too. Like so, all of a sudden, let's say, Rosie jumps to number three, and all of a sudden, uh, Tim Slutzy or Slutz, I said his name perfect last Slutes. night. Slutz um is available or Byfield, who I don't really want, but he could fall too. And Ooh, then, I want Byfield. No, you don't. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he, he shut the door on that. Because he scores, because yeah, he scores, but, and he's not anyways, a team player. <laughs> we got a lot of time to get into that as, as we get closer to the draft. We're not going to do any draft mock drafts. We don't want goals. Uh, quite. Oh, but I have something quite. to throw in there to fuel the fire, man. Okay, go for it, man. About Marco? There's a mock draft site called oh, DraftSite.com. No. Oh, okay. Guess who they have going number one? Lafreniere. Oh no, no, no. Sorry, Stu- Stuzel. No team. Sorry. Team. Oh, a team going number one. The team the first overall choosing pick? number one. Pittsburgh, Chicago, Montreal. Montreal. Oh yeah. Okay, they're gonna take Lafreniere for sure. Everybody is, but but anyway, was that? Well, I'm just. Who saying, do they have the I'm Red Wings saying fuel your to your fire to your conspiracy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, I wouldn't doubt it. Inside information. All right, we got some business to take care of. Once again, I lost track of what we were actually supposed to be doing, and we never, we never graded striker. striker. We need a great striker, Micah. Just go for it, buddy. Explain it what it was, and then let's give it. Well, I'll give it a grade. Um, from my personal experience, it was probably the most drinkable lager I have ever had, and it was it was a little bit hazy. I, I think that maybe made it a little bit easier to drink. Maybe not. Some beer enthusiasts will probably correct me. But I'm going to go with a 7.5. And I think it's pretty high for a lager for me. Cut. Ryan? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think when when I poured it into the mug, it, I wasn't expecting a whole lot because there wasn't a whole lot of color to it and it was really light. But I think it, it kind of surprised me. It was mm-hmm. way better than I thought. And uh, yeah. I think, Kyle, you said it was like malty. There's a little bit of malt at the end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever that was, I, it was it was good. I'm gonna go seven. The can said something about the malt. Seven. Yeah, but it was yeah. Seven seven. Seven seven. Michael, can you remind me? Not, what, not what my style. Seven, seven seven six. Yeah. Seven eight. Seven five. Seven, seven five. five. Try to pay attention. Sorry, I forgot that I was writing these down. Right. <laughs> All right. For the people that don't know what we're doing, so we got some beer uh, from Lost Art Brew House, which is opening here in uh, Walker, Michigan, tomorrow. Go to their website, order some beer, pick it up. They're going to have it all ready for you. They're going to open up a tap house eventually once things get a little less crazy. But um, they provided us with their three fla- three flagship beers, and we're, we're grading them. We're going to do it throughout the podcast and have a good time. So, media pack. Um, yeah, nice little media pack. I love it. Um, I'm going to – look, I'm with you guys. Lagers aren't generally my favorite style, but I, I really think this was a good one. Very easy to drink. I could I could seriously drink all of those. Like I'd drink that all day long in the pool. I really could. So I agree. Yeah. I'm, I, like an all day lager. Yeah, kind of. Right. Go. I'm gonna go with a, a seven nine. Ooh, nice. 
Kyle? Like it. Um, yeah, same thing. Not my style. It was good, though. Probably the one of the, definitely one of the best lagers I've ever had. 6-8. Uh, 6-8. Six, eight. Six, eight. All right. Very nice. All right, so now we are actually drinking the Michigan IPA that they have. So uh, we will grade that, unless I forget, um, at the end of this segment. But what we're going to do now is we're going to uh, strike up the music here for, for a little draft. We're going to do a little draft here. Bounce that thing right up there. Let's. There we go. Nice and loud for the start. All right. So what we're gonna draft here? So we look. All right. Now you can bring it down. One of my favorite shows, Big Drew and Jim. They do this. I don't know if they sold it from someone, but we're stealing it from them. They go through and they do a, a quick draft of their favorite like foods dirt for the holiday that that, that we're involved in nice. currently. So we're gonna do our favorite. We're just, we're gonna do a quick draft. We each get a, a main, we each get a side, a veggie, and a beverage of choice. We're going to create the best plate, and and hopefully our Facebook viewers will tell us who has the best plate at the end is, is kind of my goal. So, Kyle, you won Rock, Paper, Scissors, and you have the first overall pick. You know the rules here. You know how to do it. You know what to say. I know you know what you want. Let's do this. Oh, all right. So, yeah, I'm going to start with the main. I know Sam thinks he's going to be super intelligent by not picking a main in the first round. Oh. I think that's... Just- I'm called for. Uh, I'm going to take brisket. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I I told Ryan I wouldn't. I literally told you the rules before we started. You know the rules. Sorry. (laughs) That is legit. I didn't mean to actually do that. Uh, Sorry. The pick is in. Is the music where it should be? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't pay attention? (laughs) I take brisket. Brisket. Puts the brisket in the basket. It's a good pick. Micah. (laughs) Great saying, Micah. You were, you were you were runner up. <laughs> Great saying. In Marco Polo. Great pick. Better saying. <laughs> so in the Marco Polo game, you got second, so you get to go second. The pick is in. I gotta be on my game. Remember, you yelled at me for not doing it. <laughs> and with the second overall pick, I'm going with the smoked ribs. Ooh. Wow. Not so bad. That's a good. That's <laughs> a really so good pick. That's a good pick. All right, Ryan. You won. Mini sticks, which got you the third overall pick. Mini sticks. Yeah, was that against you? Yeah, so I beat, beat you me in a shootout. Yeah. yeah, I haven't won anything today. I'll always remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. Game. <laughs> I'm just stalling because I'm <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm supposed to get right now. Um, you want to combine plates? And oh no, that you can't like, do that. Like, like a mega plate? Nope, can't do that. Okay. The pick is in. Wait, did we go over the rules yet? Yeah, I told everybody. Oh, okay. I am going to go with my beverage. I like it. First round. That's ballsy. I'm that going is. with state of my PA. Oh, Ooh, man. I love it. That's a great choice. <laughs> that is a very good choice. And Ryan takes the first beverage. That, right, was, so that, that was tough between stand delicious and state of my PA. <laughs> All right. right. So, That's a tough choice. So I got back-to-back picks here. I was hoping you're gonna take a main, so I didn't have to uh, early on here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the classic cheeseburger. Love a good cheeseburger as long as it's done right. That's that's Fourth of July. Did you was me. the pick in? The pick is in. Did it to himself. Did it to himself. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> All right, I'm changing my pick now because I didn't do it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm gonna yeah, stick with the cheeseburger. Just so like now a, I have anything special on there or just straight up cheeseburger? Well, I mean, you gotta load it with everything. Right. That I like, at least. Right. But just cheeseburger, but however people like to make their own cheeseburger. 
Are we doing like a... Seems uh, like you're pandering. Yeah, all the things that go on all this stuff. Do we have to do that separate? I don't know. Never I don't mind. think we have Never to. Mind. No. No. Well, I'm thinking like yeah. sauerkraut, you know? Like, I, I don't know. That's, that's in my head right now. All right, so I'm going to jump over to my side. Okay. And the pick is in. I'm nervous about this one. Wait, you don't even have your pick? I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm re I'm rethinking my, my pick. Time is up. Time is up. <laughs> and I thought I had it. Sam has passed his pick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, He's we're back to Ryan. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Chips and queso. Very nice. You're going like a Mexican thing with a cheeseburger? Dude, you got to understand the way my my <laughs> plates work. <laughs> my plates have a little bit of everything. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're jumping. Like strawberry cake. <laughs> 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 we don't have dessert. We should have done dessert. I didn't even think of that. Sam takes um, Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, you're up for whatever you want. Oh, All right, pick us in. I'm, I'm going to stick to more of a traditional kind of barbecue. I'm going to go with brats. Very nice. That that was that almost got it for me. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go with brats. I love brats. I think I like brats more than cheeseburgers, but I'm trying to like speak to the people just as much. You're, you yeah, know? That's what I just said. He's trying to pander. That's yeah, he's, he's pandering. Yeah. It's not going to win. People no. like brats more. Yeah. And people don't like me, so nobody's going to vote for me anyways. <laughs> Who it can could blame them? You could have a million dollars for the main... <laughs> Just a bunch of other stuff. People wouldn't pick me. So, all right, Ryan took brats for his main, and mains are off the board now. No more mains. Micah, you're up, buddy. So before I pick, uh, we have people like yeah throwing some comments out there. Yeah. So Mike Briggs said burgers, guacamole, asparagus, and tequila. That's not that's a sampler. That's not that's a jammer yeah. there. I like that jammer. Yeah, whatever that means. Okay. I like it. Jam it. <laughs> Whatever so that means, he says. My pick is in. For my... No, not my veggie. I'm going to go with my side dish. Side dish. All right, side dish side is coming. Dish. Grandma Ruby's corn salad. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. Is that a family thing, then? Grandma Ruby's, or what is it? Yeah, that? that's our grandma's corn um, Unbelievable. I love that corn salad. Really? And what Andrea made it once, and we added the, the Fritos too early. I realized she adds them when she gets here. Blew my mind, but it made it, uh, it makes perfect sense. So they're not soggy and perfectly yeah. crunchy. I love so that. that. W- what's in it? So it's it's corn, it's Fritos. Is it lettuce and like sour cream or? Yeah, probably. Whole There's bunch just, of sour cream. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Whole bunch love of butter. That. Grandma Ruby's corn salad definitely. Have you had that? Was Ryan? that was my? Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought yeah. I was gonna put. The, oh, yeah. Oh, no, oh, that was oh. good. That was really good. All right, Kyle, you're up. All right. I'm going to take kind of a controversial side pick here. Or so, what's it? Side. Sorry. Side, side dish. <laughs> side dish. Side piece. It's a, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a second protein. Remember how to do this. That I still determine to be a side. Oh, you're going to lose my vote just with this. <laughs> the pick is in. For my side, I want buffalo wings. Oh. All right, we gotta have to vote on that. We have to vote it's on not that. A, it's an app, or I, it's a. It's not a, like I don't ever. I I would consider that more of an appetizer, or just just as valid as an appetizer. Uh, for, for, for me personally, I never eat them like as a meal. 
I might get like an app, or if I'm at a happy hour, maybe a maybe All a right, six so, top. So we're we're gonna give this to you now. I think what we should have is people Two vote on people. it. I want people to vote on on. So we're gonna give it to you right now. Mike Briggs it's says, done. "Not a side, no not way." Not a side, no way. So right now you're zero to one. We, we got to keep. That is. Mike he doesn't know me. <laughs> he's, he's a listener. All right, he knows so, you. So what we're gonna no do best. is a yes and a no column. Co- or Mike, I need you to keep track of this because if 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 he loses out on this vote, then we're gonna, he's gonna have to repick his side at some point. But okay. we're gonna give it to you now. And but they don't know. It's me. a they risk. It's a risk know. you took, and you're gonna have to sleep in that bed. I'm gonna tell you right now. I refuse to make a second pick. And that plate will have buffalo You are so much fun to do this with. <laughs> 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 All right, you're up again. Kyle, you're That's up. Right. You, you have uh-huh, to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we you come back around here. Veggie um, and beverage available. Oh, man. Veggie and... For veggie, I want... Grilled corn. That's a very, very good one. It's pretty American. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we gonna say that's not a veggie? No, somehow, no. I, 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 mean, I was gonna take well, it. Te- well, technically, it's a fruit. That's so. what I was gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys, got me on a technical. Well, that's your side. Again. Some people are like, it's a grain. <laughs> no, that's technically right, a fruit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give that to you for veggie. It's like when I, somebody calls a tomato it's vegetable. About as, like, yeah, that's about uh, as veggie as I get. Just hold on a second. Let me teach you something. <laughs> What's up, Mike? Remind everyone what we're doing. All right. So what we're doing is we're we're drafting the perfect. Fourth of July plate. So we have a main, a side, a veggie, and a beverage. This is a uh, we're borrowing this bit from Big yes. Drew and Jim. Um, they do a great job. Love their show. Listen Bob. to them from three to six. Bob and Karen. Appetizer. All right. Boom. What well, one one? All right. So anyways, <laughs> so that's what we're doing. So please just tell us yours, and we also have that vote out there if uh, buffalo wings are a side. So uh, Kyle, you not you a just, side, but are they? It's not whether they're a side or not. It's whether or not they are. Always a main dish. What can can they be That's a, a loaded question? You're, you're not. You're not. <laughs> if help. he gets to phrase it his way, I get to phrase it mine. All right. All right. All right. Well, hey, we just went through the whole song without a pick, so that's a big problem. All right. Who's up, Micah? Me. You're you are up. <laughs> you have a veggie and a beverage available. What did Kyle just say? Grilled corn. Grilled corn. Grilled corn. Okay. Harry Smith can be both. Thank you. What? Oh, no, no. You can't just... <laughs> right. you got to pick no, we gotta, we got to keep moving so, here. Oh, my pick is in. <laughs> Says the guy who just <laughs> rallied right, for 30 minutes on the Red Wings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Appetizer and main. Yes. With my veggie pick, I'm going with asparagus. Dude, that was second on mine. I love asparagus. Can't spell it, so I'm just going to say asp. A-S-P. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a good pick. It's a good asparagus pick. is so good. So good. So good. Especially in the summer. All right, Ryan. Yes, yeah. You have a side and a veggie. All right. You're yet you're the only one that took a beverage yeah. so far, which yeah. is a great pick, by the way. A side. Man, the side's tough. Side note, it's mayo in that corn salad. Mayo. Thank you. Whoever told us that. Alright, the pick is in. Nervous for this. I have back to back here to end it. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mess up your pick. All right. Let me get the music. Oh, there, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Rookies. It got weird. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward silence. All right. I am gonna go with my veggie, and this this is like only people that have had my wife's, uh, whatever the veggie that I'm gonna do right now is, 
it's you know you're live you can't mess us up right uh, it, well it's it's a it's a carrot dog that's what it's called carrot what carrot is dog. that it's it's a carrot that tastes exactly like a hot dog and i'm not nobody would believe me but it, it's true and it just does and i would it, love to try that. and people like it more than hot dogs like everybody that's tried it is just like wow this is no terrific yeah i have yet to try Wait, it can you deep fry it I guess you could, yeah. Is probably. this his side? <laughs> that's no, his, this is my that's veggie. That's his veggie. Oh, I mean, which is brilliant. It's like a hot. That dog. was a steal. So isn't that like, a main? It's a no. It, it's a veggie. It's a oh, carrot. Okay. No, it's a carrot. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, I got back-to-back picks. I have my veggie and my beverage left. I'm gonna lean with my beverage. Not that it matters. I'm gonna go with a. Ta- oh, my pick is in. Oh. Can we ta- end that? Ta- <laughs> All right, I was about to say Tom Collins, but I'm just going to stick with the whole gin and tonic. I'm going to go with a nice G&T. He's pandering. G&T. I was going to go with a Red Bull vodka because those are just amazing, but I don't think that that doesn't work well for for people. So Yeah, don't do that. So, All right. Ooh, Kerry said yeah, roasted Brussels. That, that's an unsung hero. <laughs> those are so good, too. I haven't picked my veg yet, and that's what I was just going to do because of Brittany. Brittany made those uh, last pool party. I she didn't think you would do that. It. I was holding on to those for my side as well. I'm doing those those Russell, ro- Brittany's r- roasted Brussels. My pick is in. You are just goofing it up. Yeah. Come on. You guys are mean. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Brittany's Brussels sprout. Roasted, roasted Brussels. Brussels sprouts. Yep. Britt, you just got. Yep. All right. Someone else go. <laughs> Stu Ryan. said, come in, Sammy. <laughs> Put on the big boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my comments are behind or did that just happen? Like <laughs> that just happened. That's hilarious. That's why I don't read the comments. Stu, it hurts I love, my feelings. Oh, I love Stu. I don't know <laughs> Stu, but I love Stu. Keep them coming, Stu. All right. Let's, All right. let's move on. <laughs> so, wait. Hold on. If Kyle gets to do wings for his, his side, can I just do, like, tacos for my side? That's a bigger leap, in my opinion. Like, I would say no. Bigger leap, Again. in my opinion, also. But he's going to be. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, jeez. Am I not King Kyle? Whatever. Whatever. Wait, what, what? That's fine. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No? Nope. I was going to give it to you. Nope. I played by the rules. I wasn't even going to put it up for vote either. I was going to let on, hit that one slide the and then let you make yours vote. Come strong after me, man. Put on your big All right, pants. pick is in. Oh, boy. Here we go. Basically, this whole thing is a shout out to my wife because she makes amazing stuff. But. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with potato nachos. Oh, that's your side? That's my side, yeah. That's an unbelievable side. Potato nachos. Potato. Yeah. All right. For the Give people, a little background. Potatoes, yeah. potatoes cut up in slices. Thinly like, sliced. Yeah, thinly yeah. sliced. Laid out like like chips, basically. And then you, you know, bake it? Bake or? it. Yeah. Yep. So they're basically as close to chips as you can get, but just home style. I need that recipe. Oh, my gosh. It's it's amazing. Because I want to try, I wanna try to smoke it. Ooh, Could, yeah. If she cooks at like 400, like you can just set the smoker pretty high too or something. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. We that'd be pull it sweet, off. yeah. You guys are starting to get along too much. I don't like this. Micah, you're <laughs> Yeah, nobody <laughs> nobody wants friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not part of the contract. <laughs> All right, my pick is in. Strong choice, Stu says. I am going to get slapped sideways for this one, but I don't care. My beverage of choice, Line and Kugel Summer Shandy. I like it. I don't like to drink. It's a good choice. 
but so many people love that thing. So, yeah. Kyle, that's and all you have a, left is yeah. a drink, and I have a feeling I know where you're going, but I'm going to let you. Where do you think I'm going? I'm thinking you're going Corona. Corona? No. No? Um, Vodka time? So, are we talking like this year or like all time? You, your world, man. Okay. I'm going to go this year. You consider river wings a side, so. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, or at least an appetizer. Uh, I want this beer, whatever we're drinking right now. What is it? Remind us what it is. Uh, you like it. Michigan. Wait, you didn't. Michigan IPA? Oh, yeah, sorry. There you go. Oh, I want Michigan man. IPA. This is. I think this is really good, man. Yeah, it, it's a good one. This is really good. This is a summer drinking beer right here, my friend. Mike Briggs says pear and black. That's a phenomenal. That beer. is a really good beer. That's that a is really good. That beer. is a good beer year round. I'm gonna I'm gonna lo- lower the music just a touch here. All right. So basically, that was what I'm supposed Stu, to do, right? Stu just came after Micah. Oh yeah. Hard. yeah. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Sally. At. Sally drinking her summer. No, it's awesome. But is anybody else throwing comments of stuff? So we've we've had a few. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start tallying it. Um, so what, what, what I'm going to do right now is let's cut the music. Just cut it completely, Ryan, if you can do that for me. I'm on it. All right. What we're going to do is let's let's do a quick grade of this beer, and then yeah. I want to throw yeah. out the whole plates. And if people want to build their own plate here, go for it, and then we'll try to read those before, we, before we're off, off the Facebook Live and, and recording here. But, yeah, I'm going to tally what we got, and I'll introduce that as we go. But, Micah, start us off with a grade of this. Tell everybody what we're drinking, too. We're drinking... From again, Lost Art Brew House, the MI IPA. It says blue can here. Nice can. Uh, aromatic. Good mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good beer. It's Great. easy to drink again. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with an 8.3. It's a great score. Yeah. Uh, you guys can, whoever wants to go. I don't care. Yeah. Kyle, go ahead. Um, as I said in my picks, I think this is a phenomenal beer. And sometimes I'm a little too harsh on beers. Um, this is really, really good. Uh, 8.2. Yeah, that's a that's a high grade for you. For me, that's it high. Yeah. That's a phenomenal beer. Yeah. All right, Ryan. I'm going to agree with, the, with these guys. I think it's pretty much just really, really easy to drink. Great taste. Um, great summer beer. I'm going to go with an 8-3. We're all right there. Wow. We're all right there. In between. Hey, who's Mondo? Mondo is <laughs> my dad's co-worker and Micah's co-worker as well. Yeah. How does he know Mondo calls you Sally? <laughs> There's a Mondo that calls you Sally? It's a long run. Or you. Sorry, yeah, that's right. You. <laughs> okay. Could, should we all call you Sally? A, a, or? a story for <laughs> a different time. Okay, no. all right. <laughs> all right. So I, I will agree right there with you guys. This is a very good beer. I mean, it's... Has a ton of flavor. I like the fruit, the the citrusy, like haziness to it. I'm gonna go with a nice eight five. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I probably is that the closest we've done that to. Yeah, is that the closest we've all been together? And I would say so. Yeah, I don't think we've ever agreed that much. We're all, we're, <laughs> yeah, because we're all within two or three, right? Yeah, or point two or three. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't. Nice. I didn't. I was too busy listening. Um, <laughs> I didn't make much progress on on building the plate. So hopefully you guys remember. But all right. So I'm gonna. Start with Kyle's. Uh, he took a brisket for his main, and then he jumped down to a buffalo wings. Is there a certain sauce? Like, is it buffalo sauce, or is there like 
certain sauce that you like? Uh, for the pick, I claimed all all sauces, wings. all <laughs> sauces. All right. So he's got brisket, buffalo wings Unlimited. for his uh, quote unquote side, yeah, with no but limit. But it's a side. <laughs> it's a side. Just and he went with a uh, grilled corn for his veggie, and then he uh, this beer actually, uh, Michigan IPA from Lost Art. That's a plate right there. You got Brew beef. House. You got chicken. You got spicy. You got barbecue. I might take your you pick. You got corn, <laughs> and then you got it's this beer. One. Oh, it's buddy. A good one. It's, it's pretty a good, one. good, yeah. Um, all right, so we'll jump down to Micah's. So Micah took smoked ribs for his main. It's uh, good. It's good. Then he had Grandma Ruby's yeah, corn salad. It's good. Great I, choice there. i try that. For his side. And then his asparagus was his veggie, oh, which is one of, the, one of the two yeah. very few veggies that I will eat. And then a uh, good old summer shandy for oh, his... His uh, drink of choice. That's a good one as well. No, that's terrible. I'm getting slaughtered by Stu yes. right now. Sally. The summer shandy so one. Yeah, you didn't he like is. the summer shandy one. No, he well, also. Is that I, what he killed you? I did. I'm just so getting good. slaughtered. Man, over. Micah should be I, tell him to build, Stu. You got to build your own plate so he can slaughter you back. Has he given any <laughs> feedback or just negativity? Curious about nah, this. He's been high on the negativity lately. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going, Stu. That's good. That's good. Um, all right, Ryan. He went bold and took a drink first round. He took State of My PA. Great choice from there from the Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe. Uh, he took Brats for his main. Then he jumped down and took the Carrot Dog for his side or his Is veggie. There? His veggie. And then he ended with Potato Nachos. That is a full plate of food. Hold one. That's good. Yeah. And then I took cheeseburger, chips, and queso, which, I mean, come on, guys. If you have chips and queso on your plate with your cheeseburger, that should be a win right there. That's like two separate meals. Absolutely. It's yeah. so good. Like two different days, kind of. You yeah. Know? yeah, you're yeah. right. Not 4th yeah. of July. That's one day on 4th of July. Well, I'm just saying you could, like, <laughs> save one for the next day. Yeah. I went with a gin and tonic, which I went out on a limb there because that's – I lost – like half of our listeners just yeah, with that I'm because gin is such that. yeah it was dumb it was a dumb <laughs> choice can i change it to a margarita or no, no too no, late no. dang no. all right and then uh my veggie was brits roasted brussels unbelievable i'd like to try those as well i've got i feel like i want to try that i want to try the nachos and saturday. i want to try sorry who's saturday brussels yeah <laughs> uh rubies rubies grandma yeah. ruby all right, so that was our draft. Thank you again to Big Drew and Jim for letting us borrow this segment. It was fun. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, keep on keep on listening to the podcast. We're going to have more fun here. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. Here we go. to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. All righty. We picked that song for a specific reason because we're drinking Tricky now. So we moved on to Tricky. It is the American IPA from Lost Art Brew House, which is opening here in Walker, Michigan tomorrow. Go to their website, order some beer, pick it up, take it home, drink it, and have a great 4th of July weekend. Uh, this is... we got to figure out uh, this... This that? delivery thing is what we yeah. need to figure out. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this 6.9% alcohol, um, Walker, Michigan. It's literally a mile from where we are recording currently. So if we ever run out of beer, we know yeah. where to go. Uh, no, but thank you to Lost Art for, for providing us some beers today. Um, they, they gave us three of their three flagship beers that, that they're going to start with tomorrow. So um, we've graded the first two. What, what did we grade so far? Was it uh, Striker? We graded 
my IPA, which is their Michigan IPA. Now we're uh, on to the American IPA. It's got a nice look to it, nice nice color, and so far a good flavor. But we are going to talk about some Michigan State football. So tra- coaching transition. <laughs> I kind of made a joke earlier uh, in the intro of it seems like a long time ago, but <laughs> reminding people that Antonio's gone. Like It was still like weird for me to read that. I don't know about you guys, but it's like, I haven't fully grasped of this transition and how it's going to go and really understanding which direction Mel Tucker is going to go. Well, I think a lot has happened in the world since then, right? <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, yeah. like this happened right, like what? Be- right before <laughs> what kind of stuff? Know, yeah, we're pandemic <laughs> or, you know, I don't know, yeah, riots, <laughs> all kinds Still, uh, of stuff going on. I think it rained the other day. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> Some storms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, so those three things specifically <laughs> would make this kind of, you know, back news. Yeah, for sure. No, but uh, really, I mean, all joking aside with everything going, like, this is a tough year to have a coaching change. Like, I, th- I think when when, um, when D'Antonio kind of – backed off and that all happened it was like man this is bad timing this is bad now that like go back to then and look at the timing now yeah it looks like a hundred times worse I, well this D'Antonio's, is a really tough d'antonio's just celebrating now. oh he's yeah. just like oh he's, man i'm so glad i don't yeah. have to deal with any of this crap i get right to now. sit in the office and when collect think, a paycheck yeah when i think of that it's almost like trying to do a sports podcast when they cancel <laughs> all sports <laughs> like, i don't know how people do it it's just like that would be but yeah it's it's a it is. It's yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's crazy. Um, I mean, he's just in a tough spot to create momentum. This is yeah. supposed to be a, a, a year that really you show the world, you show recruits, you show everybody that hey, like this is the way we're going to do things. And like he's his hands are tied in a lot of ways. Like I don't know what in the world they're going to be able to do, but uh, I do want to get into kind of what they've been losing. Some of the battles, some of the opportunities, some of the guys stepping in that, that we got to kind of get familiar with. Um, so uh, I want I want to start with kind of the offensive line and, and the quarterback. I feel like those kind of those always go hand in hand because quarterbacks only as good as the offensive line, and the quarterback can make offensive line look pretty bad pretty quick as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, uh, uh, Tucker Mel Tucker he brought in uh, Chris Kep Pekalovic. sure, right. Yeah, Kepalavich. Um, he brought him w- with him from Colorado as Michigan State's new offensive line coach and run game coordinator. Uh, he inherits, you know, a group that that includes really ten offensive linemen who who started at least one game uh, last year. Which I mean, it's great to have experience, but what does that really tell you? It's, it's kind of scary. Um, there are veterans in the group, including fifth year senior uh, center uh, Matt Allen, uh, fifth year senior guard slash tackle uh, Luke. Camp Campbell Campbell I don't know how you say it, it doesn't matter and senior right tackle Jordan Reed um uh, there's talented youth as well including center Nick Samak Samak uh, left guard J D Duplain mm-hmm. and left tackle Devonte Dobbs um, who all cracked the starting lineup at some point last season as or he started as a true freshman at at points um. Look, uh, the offensive line as a whole is so important, and it's such a cohesive group, I feel like. It, what is it, five guys, I think? You have the center and then the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, rotation is great to have. Obviously, you got to have depth and all that stuff, but it's really about the five. When you're running guys in and out, you, that's not the sign of a good offensive line, in my opinion. Um, or injuries, right? Yeah, and injuries can, can hurt that as well. Um, but, I mean, it, it's great that they're, they're going to have – 
guys that have started a game. I think they're they're kind of hanging their hat on that, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. It's good to have experience, but at the same time, did they perform? Like, what did that game look like? Why were they in the game? All of those type of things, um, I, I think, are question marks. And, like, you got the veterans, which I think is very important during this transition with a new offensive line coach. He has guys that he can trust if, if, as long as they buy in, and they can trust as well. Um, th- this type of transition is never easy. Um, but when you have seniors, that helps the transition. Right? Yeah, I, I just think – you said it at the very beginning of this. I don't think with Michigan State, their offensive line has been so bad the last few years, but I think that has so much to do with the quarterback. And their quarterback play has been atrocious. Not good. Just just yeah. terrible. And and you, a, a good quarterback can make all those guys look so good. A quarterback that can step up in the pocket, make guys miss, and make good decisions in the end. Otherwise, you're looking at like uh, an interception where there was a little bit of pressure, and then you're going to blame the offense. Oh, the offensive line should have. He had no time. Yeah, exactly. Had, yeah. So, yeah. Of course he made. But that's not the reality of the situation. I think it was just so much more on quarterback than this group, and they, they've kind of gotten a bad rep for it, and I think it's a really good thing for next year's team, next year's quarterback, to have – some stability from previous years. These yeah. guys know what they're doing. At least they've been part of previous years. You know, yeah. they, they have that experience. You're not just going in with a whole bunch of young kids. That now you're trying to also pair with a young quarterback. Yeah, and I think I think it's really important that you have have guys that have already worked together as well, um, because you don't have practices. And and really, I, I feel like this offensive line. And, and look, I, I'm not going to pretend I know the ins and outs of offensive line scheme and what guys are supposed to do, but. I, I almost look at this as uh, so the, this coach Chris to come in and be like, okay, we don't have practices, we don't have time. Tell me what you guys did. Tell me what worked. Tell me what, and and then I will start there because he didn't get to come in and say this is the way we're gonna do it. This is my way. And I don't know if offensive line is really interchangeable for coaches. You know, like who knows how different Michigan State is than Michigan or Ohio State. Like I don't know the difference. But it's like he's coming in and being like, hey, we haven't had practice. Like I'm gonna let you guys take the reins and and I will follow you guys, but then also bring in where where we need to clean clean things up a bit. Yeah. I feel like without the lack of practices, I feel like that's the way that this offensive line needs can be successful basically. And I I think with those seniors and especially with Chris that Mel Tucker brought with him. I think that's better case scenario. It's not best case. It's certainly not worst case because at that point, Mel knows how Chris works. This could be, this could be a disaster with with all the COVID and if it was flat out new coaches he pulled in from across the nation, it it could be a real disaster. Yeah, that's true. Tucker knows and trusts this but, guy, but knows and trusts Chris. So that, that I think that's a good step in the right direction. Yeah, and and I think. Um, Sometimes going back to the basics is the best way to be successful in the end. So this might be one of those years where all these coaches are just focusing on the basics more than they normally would. Yeah. And just say, solidify your game in all of the normal standard ways, the basics. Focus on those. And then these guys might actually end up being better in the end from yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So so offensive line, I think we're, we're, we're good. Um, I want to jump to the next – really the most important guy in offense, but kind of 
next to the offensive line, in my opinion. But you got the quarterback. Um, I mean, if D'Antonio hadn't retired, I, I would assume redshirt junior Rocky Lombardi would have you know, easily been the day one starter. I feel like he's D'Antonio was the type of guy that's like, I'm going to be committed. You were next in line. You're going to get yep. your opportunity until you prove otherwise. Uh, but, but, I mean, with a new coach, new staff, new offense in general, I mean, they basically can just – and coaches that don't have any ties to these quarterbacks yet, unless they brought in one. I, if they did, I, I, I'm sorry. But, I mean, it is wide open. Throw loyalty, throw experience, throw everything out the window. Prove it on the field, they can really make the best guy their starting quarterback from day one yeah. without any politics, if you will. Um, so, so Kyle, I mean, do you have a, a name that you'd like to see uh, as the, the starter? So so you got, obviously, Rocky Lombardi, who, who we brought up, uh, redshirt sophomore Theo Day, and redshirt freshman Peyton Thorne. Um, assuming Noah, Noah Kim, who, who's the, the I think the freshman, he, they'll probably put a nice red shirt on him. So, um, is there one that you lean towards as, as a Spartan fan? Like a starter day one? Yeah. Boy, I don't. I man, I'm nervous about Rocky. Yeah. Because the time he got was not great, but that was also true of that can be true of any quarterback. Right. You know, you come into a, a bad situation. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder about giving, like, you try to get these kids reps, and I get it, but you're putting them in when the other guy's getting destroyed a lot of the time. Like, <laughs> right. it's, it's, do you think Rocky was almost set up for failure the last few starts he had? I do. Yes. Don't, to yeah. a certain extent, don't you? I mean, yeah. it, it feels like a lot of people gave up. And, it, and yeah. I don't want to turn it into a D'Antonio thing, but it looked like a lot of the players on the field were, were done. Oh, yeah. Whether yeah. it was D'Antonio or, or whatever was going on, but they were done. Mm-hmm. Rightfully yeah. so. It was, a rough, it was a really rough year for them. I think it'll come down to him and Theo Day, though. I yeah. Do. I don't, you know, um, Peyton Thorne, I, still really young. I don't know that he's... You hope, right? Like, he, yeah, he's kind of the one I, that you right. hope it, it, it we'll, shows it. Will show something? Yeah. But it, it, yeah, I don't know. I'm nervous about <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, Ryan, Micah, do you guys have, have any thoughts of who, who you'd like to see or who you think that they should go with? I don't. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm so sucked into our lads and looking at depth charts, and I do trust those depth charts going into spring or fall training or whatever it is we're into now. And right now, they've got Peyton Thorne listed as QB one. Okay. Which I find really interesting. I mean, may, maybe they're just gonna essentially, for lack of a better term, cut bait with with Rocky and, and focus on someone younger that they can start to build up if they know they're going to be at between a rock and a hard place currently. Pun intended. Yeah, right. I see what you did there. And I'm okay with that. Like, I the only thing is, like, when we saw him, he was bad. Yeah. But the situations were bad. I know I'm kind of repeating myself here, but um, – is there any hope there or not? And it kind of seems like say. maybe, yeah, it's yeah. impossible to say. We would, don't know. It's a huge question mark. Yeah. yeah. Would, yeah. would you guys be okay with a quarterback by, uh, what, what's the committee by at committee. this point? Like, in, in, so I, I ask, I ask the question, but I'm going to, I'm going to give my, it's like, I, in you a trade, in a transition year, I think that's the worst thing for it. Yeah. You need to put people that you trust in place and, Give them the reins, whether you like it or not. You can't. You can't be a waffling coach year one no. because they will hold you to that from from day on. And look, I get college is a different different world, um, college football, where you do have quarterbacks that you interchange and stuff. But in my opinion, like year one, you should be going. You are my guy, and stick with your decision. Yeah. Okay. So so I say in reality, given given MSU, they're going to be a what a five hundred team. 
Maybe. Uh, I mean, just... I, we'll just, do the schedule game soon. I, right, that sounds right. fun. But in reality, I mean, <laughs> like you said, go, trust your gut. Go with your gut. Put whoever you think is going to be your future QB into that spot yeah. and own it. Like, right. Yeah, I, I don't even know if it's future. Like, I almost look at none of these quarterbacks as their guy that's going to put them back on the map, in, in my opinion. Well, and one of them could fall into that place, but I feel like Mel Tucker's, like, focusing on, look, I'm going to build the defense, and then I'm going to bring in my quarterback. I know I know that's the, the easy thing to say, but it's like I don't look at any of these guys and be like, this is you are going to be on the team the next time we win the Big Ten, the next time we're at the Rose Bowl, the next time we're do- – like, That's kind of how that it's is, done. It, yeah. What do you mean? Harbaugh has had the same thing. Yeah, like, it, exactly. Yeah, like it, It's kind of a common thing in college football, like – yeah, but I, I don't know. I just look at these ones as I don't think any of them are the answer, in my opinion. I know things can change. Right. I I don't know the first thing about a couple of these guys. Like Noah, I mean, he could be a stud. I, I don't know much about the dude. He could step up and be the next Kirk Cousins. I, I have no idea. I heard Imani Bates was going to play quarterback. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> For, one year. For one year. For one year. What I'm saying is... Is he a football this, player, dude? No. But this, this is who Mel Tucker has to work with. That's all I'm getting at. Is, yeah. I mean, no, I- including... You said Noah Kim, right? Yeah. So so including Noah Kim, I mean, the, one of the four has to be the future for the next two years, I would think. Yeah. I, I don't know. Things can change very quickly, especially well, with, with the transfer year, type it, stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I don't see as any of those guys as the the real building block of of a Mel Tucker team, in my opinion. I I really don't think so either. I don't think they're they're going to be successful with any of these guys. I think, um, uh, what's his name? Sorry, Noah Kim. I think Noah Kim actually has the best chance to be the guy. Um, but really, I I have never liked. I, I just I've watched Lombardi throw the ball, and to me, it's always just you watch how they throw the ball, and I just don't trust. Yeah. I yeah. don't trust him his his mechanics. I don't think that he's a good. It wasn't good passer, yeah. and I don't think he's a good. He doesn't see the field very well, and it, it's just been evident by the way he looks on the field, but then also the results. But right? his name is cool. His yep. name is awesome. Yeah, yeah. it should be. He should be good. Yeah. That's, that's another right? disappointment. Right? Yeah. 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 All so right. Theo Day. He is like the most robotic thrower that I've seen. Yeah. Ever. All I, he is is mechanics. Yes. He, yeah. And he's like, okay, I was told this when I was 13 years old, and I never <laughs> forgot it. My elbow is placed here, and I throw here. Yeah. And yep. and the, that is the opposite of a type of guy that you want to put in a game situation to make real life decisions. Very, very quickly. Yeah, you in know, college, that, that, for that's sure. That's setting him for failure, yeah. And then I think uh, Peyton Thorne, if, I, I really do think Peyton Thorne's probably the answer here because I don't really think – I don't really trust him very much either. But if you're going to be looking at any of these guys that could end up being something, like could end up being a Kirk Cousins come out of nowhere and be a really good quarterback in college – He's the best one. Yeah. He's the one that has at least the chance to turn into that. And I think he is a natural throwing mechanic. He he looks a little young still, but really as a as a what is he, a retro freshman this year? A retro sophomore? I think a sophomore freshman. I think he's a retro freshman. Oh, he's a retro freshman. freshman? Wow. Yeah. So I think I think he is the one that like if you if you start him, would you yeah. be successful this year? No, but you might find out what you have. Yeah. You might find out how he acts under pressure, and then as he develops, he could turn into your real quarterback the next year. Yeah. And I think that's really important with 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 all these schools. It's like I don't like the letting the kid wait because you've seen freshmen come on and, and dominate you've seen freshmen come on and struggle and they struggle throughout their whole career i'd rather know now like t- tell me day one if this guy's going to be any good or not because 
if he's going to be legit for for let, let's focus on our football team. We want we want to see Big Ten championships. We want to see playoff appearances. If you're bringing in a guy that can't play as a true freshman, I mean, is he really going to bring you to where you want to be? I that's just my opinion. But. I I really do think though. I think uh, Noah Kim is actually probably their best quarterback, the most talented quarterback on the team. Yeah. I don't think he'll he'll play, especially with this yeah, season. Yeah, they won't. They will redshirt. Yeah, I think with this specific you know COVID year, I don't Spe- think he has yeah. any chance. Yeah, and going there, on. there's no reason to start the clock either. But he is far and away the best talent on this is he? on this team as quarterback. And I think second to that, and, and you say you know like you throw him in there, see what they are. Peyton Thorne is one of those guys that if you do, he might just be too weak at this point to really be a college D one athlete. He might not be fully grown up yet his arm okay. his arm and his development physically might not be up to par yeah yeah so let's stay on the offensive side of the ball and jump down to, to the running back position I, I mean there are zero concerns for me at the running back I mean you, you have Elijah Collins um basically he, you're, you're they're gonna run the wheels off this dude yeah. is is basically what yes, they gotta do he needs to should. he needs to lead this team he was an absolute stud last year so he had just under a thousand yards 4.4 average only five touchdowns but I mean that's just a sign of the offense, really, and the offensive line in a lot of ways once you get into the red zone and all that stuff. Um, if he can get any sort of help and and then boost these numbers at all, this dude's going to be an absolute stud. There's uh, zero worry with the running back position as long as the offensive line can, can complement him well. Um, I do want to jump over to, to the wide receivers. So, I mean, really, oh, boy, it's not pretty. You got Jalen Naylor and Trey Mosley basically competing to be your West wide re- best wide receiver. Um, can either of them be the next Darrell Stewart or Cody White? I, I or Darrell Stewart Jr. or Cody White? I don't see it personally. Um, so, so that's who you're losing, um, Stewart and White. So you, they combined for 115 receptions. 1,619 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, and then the third leading receiver was tight end Matt Sabert, who, who's also gone. Um, those three were 13 of the 17 receiving touchdowns last year, about 60% of the receiving yards and 52% of the receptions, and, and they're no longer there. Um, that is scary when, when you're also trying to bring in a, a quarterback to to run this offense and he, he doesn't have anybody he can count on other than a running back. So so who do you think fills these roles? Um, he, I think I already brought up Naylor, uh, who, who's a redshirt sophomore, uh, Trey Mosley, who's a true sophomore, and Julian Barnett, who's also a true, true sophomore. I mean, these guys really need to truly step up to have a functioning offense because they have to be able to throw the ball. Um you know, I, I personally like Jalen. I, I like what Jalen Naylor can do, um, but he doesn't fit a number one mold. And you got to find somebody that can fit that mold to to use Jalen Naylor's abilities correctly. In in my opinion, um, I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on that or if we could move on. No, I think you you hit the nail on the head. And uh, Julian Barnett is probably their highest upside. Um, well, I, I mean, it depends on what you see what you're talking about with high upside, but I think Julian Barnett fills that number one wide receiver role um, more than a Jalen Naylor type would, even though Naylor might be the most impactful wide receiver in the end. Um, but, yeah, you're right. The Trey Mosley and Julian Barnett need to step up and fill the roles that um, were clogged the last year. It's not that these guys aren't capable of it maybe, but they just didn't have the opportunity last year. They, yeah. they had they had seniors. Yeah, I'll bring in Julian Barnett a little bit later on as well, and we can kind of talk about what – 
the way he's going to fit this this team. Um, so let's focus on the defense here. Um, I mean, Mel Tucker in the past has been he's been more of a defensive focused coach. Um, I think it's safe to say he, he's replacing one of the best, if not the best, um, and most consistent defensive coach in the Big Ten in recent memory. In my yeah, opinion, I mean, he, he won Big Ten titles. He was he was. And, and they did it on defense. It was always a tough defense that was either really good, like shut down through the air, or shut down um, running game that you have to throw on. I mean, it, I, I think the way uh, D'Antonio ran the defense was was unbelievable. And Mel Tucker's got he's got big shoes to fill. I don't think year one is is going to tell us a whole lot um, because he needs to bring his own guys and, and all of that. But I mean, does he have the group of guys that he? I mean, sorry, he does have the group of guys that D'Antonio is going to bring in and, and need to be successful. So, I mean, can this dude start grooming some of these lower stars into into NFL talent the way D'Antonio was or, or did? I, Time will tell. I mean, I'm not. I don't expect you guys to have an answer. So um, that's kind of my my focus on and how is this going to transition. Um, so so some of the guys that are gone start at the the defensive line. Uh, I mean, De uh, Kenny Wilkes. Uh, he was a walk on and he turned into All American. He had 78 tackles, 16 for a loss, 10 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. He ended up being drafted in the seventh round, which I think Ryan, you brought up. Uh, I don't know if we were recording or not, but just how underrated some of these these players ended up being that had really good college careers at times and showed signs of being really good football players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he kind of fits that mold. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. what lineman that, of the year yeah. in 2018. Yep. And this team, this team was so much better than what they played last year. Yeah, it's it, true it, too. The wheels fell off. It hurt them. Yeah. It, so yeah. all of their, their draft stocks got hit and you're, and you're going to bring up Raquan Williams pretty soon. Same thing. Like the dude was a, was a beast. And if they would have been competitive on the offensive side of the ball yeah, as, a, as a whole team, this, this they would have stepped up a little more. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so Kenny Wilkes obviously the the names there and and that's a big hole to fill. I kind of like what they have filling those roles. So you got uh, I'm going to screw up the name Jacob Panasiuk Panasiuk Panasiuk. Thank you. I mean he had 34 total tackles, five sacks, three forced fumbles, and and then you also have Drew Beasley uh, who had 14 total tackles, six for loss, one and a half sacks, an interception, and fumble recovery. So I don't want to downplay what Wilkes was. But it seems like they have guys already groomed to to fit that yeah. mold. Do you feel pretty comfortable with that position? That probably going, out of all of them, year? that's yeah. the one I feel the most comfortable. Yeah. With. And Kenny was great. I like Kenny was an amazing talent. But yeah, there's a couple guys waiting behind there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And and they already were groomed by by yeah. D'Antonio, the but, yeah. the groomsman himself. If that's yeah. right. Is it? <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah, yeah I like that was it. good. It was never okay. heard that. What? What? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. What? So I I, I think I've on the defensive line. I think the bigger losses were were Raycon Williams, who, who's now an Eagle, and in uh, Mike Panishuk Panishuk, who is a Raider. Um, Wait, you are know? they brothers? Yes. Yeah, they are. I never knew that. <laughs> I never I never put that together. That is, that is <laughs> totally a Michigan State thing, right? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah the whole family <laughs> must go there. You right. must represent. Yeah. So Williams started. I mean, he started the final forty-two games of his career, which is a, a record under D'Antonio, yeah. which is which is awesome. He finished with one hundred and sixty career tackles, including twenty-nine for loss, eleven and a half sacks, and three forced fumbles, and, and was a second-team All Big Ten selection by the media and third-team pick by the coaches last year. Mike, uh, he recorded 100 career tackles, including 18 for a loss, four sacks, two interceptions. So these guys basically went hand in hand. Like they were 
in the trenches together, and it worked extremely well. And and honestly, the the guys that are replacing them um, with Naquan Jones and, and Jacob Slotty Slade. Anybody? Slade. 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 We'll go with Slade. Slade. Um, you know they're. I think they're going to fit in well, but then the drop off is is like as backups is, is the 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 biggest problem in my opinion. Um, the depth is just gone, and that that's really the the interior defensive interior defensive linemen are like you got to have depth because you're you're changing those pairs in in and out constantly. Um, that's, so that's so hard to recover from when you have a, just a rock solid interior defensive line group. Yeah, to just recover from that is so hard to do. Yeah, and it's it's going to be tough. I mean, you you got like I said. I mean, the starters will be fine. I, I'm not worried about starters. I mean, uh, Jones is an absolute monster. He, he's a redshirt junior. He's six four, three hundred thirty eight pounds, and he already has fifty four career tackles with a sack. So he's solid. Like I'm not worried about that. No, but I mean. But the run defense the draw, has always yeah. been so pivotal to, yes, to Michigan State. Yes, it is. And it, it, yeah. Yep. So then we'll, we'll jump over to some linebackers that they lost. You got Joe Bocci, who went to the Saints. Uh, Saints. Tyreek Thompson as well um, is, is gone. So, I mean, MSU Staples the last couple of years, or they're, they're gone. And, and, and the MSU way has always been a p- plug-and-play those type of players. You always have somebody ready. I don't see it um, quite yet, but, I mean, time will tell. I don't want to write any of these guys off. Um, but you have two or three line, two of the three linebackers that really played a lot um, that you got to replace. Uh, senior Antoine Simmons will be back. Uh, junior offensive line offensive linebacker Noah Harvey and o- redshirt freshman Luke Fulton. <laughs> Maybe outside. What did I say? Offensive. Oh my gosh, I did that. I did that a few episodes ago as well. Outside oh linebacker. Yeah. got a new position. Linebacker. Offensive and defensive linebackers. He stops the run. It's on, offensive. On offense. <laughs> <laughs> it's offensive. What are you doing? I'm offended. Why are you stopping I'm offended the run? by the linebacker. <laughs> you just get That's a racist <laughs> linebacker out there, and then it's a, just an offensive f- linebacker. Triggered. And then you got redshirt freshman Luke Fulton. Um, that position is very important to, to a defense because they're, they're kind of your leaders, and you're losing two two important players. Um, and, and I feel like this is – we're getting. I'm. I'm probably being way too negative, but as I dug into it, it's like, oh boy, this could be a very, very tough, tough year, tough transition. You also lost Josiah Scott, really good corner at times. Got exposed a little bit when he didn't have the pass rush. Um, but, but dude, the the guy's an NFLer. He's playing for the Jags now. Um, fourth round draft pick, and you lost that, and that's going to be very tough to replace. Uh, Ryan, you have anything that you can so I can take a little drink? No, nothing. <laughs> Con- continue. You want to talk about <laughs> offensive linebackers more? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Josiah Scott ran his mouth a lot, so he's very offensive <laughs> to some people. Yep. <laughs> offensive um, cornerback. No, I mean, look, we we knew that this was going to be a transition year for this team. Uh, really, even going back into the last year, I know. Yeah, <clears throat> I, and that was more to do with the quarterback. You know. They, they were going to transition with the quarterback, but also all of these big names you have to replace. You cannot replace all these guys. I don't – yeah. They I, know that. Everybody right. knew that. State fans knew that going yeah. into this year that this was going to be the last year and then going into transitional year. Right. And I feel like that for that reason, too, that with a coach change, with everything else going on in the world, expectations are not that high. Um, and, the, yeah, I mean, I think all – every – you know, the four of us would all say – Coaches deserve time. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't think this maybe year, him especially. <laughs> yeah. Oh, with the way things are going, like I, I don't want to. I'm definitely not going to die in any mountain. If this is a two in whatever season, this doesn't mean Mel Tucker's a failure or anything no, like that. And right. I, and I hope that Spartan fans have that same type of grace. Um, but because I mean, <laughs> this year is not going to tell you what no. what he is, what, what he can of. be, what he's ca- yeah. exactly. Um, no, but this this has all to do with the quarterback. This year, there is it's one so stable coming back to this yeah. team, though, for probably his eighth or ninth year with the team. Matt Coglin. is he play, coming back? Place kicker. Oh, is he really coming back? I thought he was done. Looks like redshirt senior right here. Four-time wow. redshirt senior. Yeah, he's been, <laughs> he's been there forever. Red layered shirt. It's like six <laughs> layers of red. He's, you got he's my age. You got <laughs> you got, <laughs> got Nordine at Michigan. You got, got Coglin here at MSU. They're gonna have like a Michigan kickoff. <laughs> he has um, an office job at like yeah. Progressive, <laughs> like, but he also kicks for Michigan yeah. State. <laughs> he sells uh, insurance. <laughs> yeah, so so that was really one of the 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 names. So we brought up Julian Barnett as probably the best wide receiver, maybe like a, the prototypical number one wide receiver potentially that's on this roster. But I also was reading that he he might transition back to cornerback. So he came out. He's a four star wide receiver slash cornerback. Yeah, really? um, he played mm-hmm. last season on on the offensive side of the ball only, but. D'Antonio was already talking about moving him back. So I'm curious to what Mel Tucker wants to do with this guy because those are two gaping holes. Like, where is he going to benefit? Do you 50-50 him and, and get a little bit out of each position? I, I don't know if that's the way to go. Um, but, I mean, he he could be one of your best cornerbacks as well in this situation, yeah. which is, I mean. They both need to be your, filled. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty tough, but also keep an eye on a- Angelo Gross. He's a three-star prospect who signed with, with the Spartans in December and is an early enrollee. Uh, he, he could really he, he could carve out a, star, a starting position here um, with, the, with the lack of um, talent. I don't, I don't want to say talent. I, I, I feel bad saying That's talent. That's hurtful. The, the lack of depth. Might be a better way to. That's much more PC. Is it? Yeah. Uh, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. It is because I don't want to like hate on one particular guy. They, <laughs> they've got four wide outs in their 2020 class. Oh, I mean, do, yeah. Push, push Barnett push back to the corner. Yeah, yeah I mean, it might be a good way to go. And well, some of these young kids just try and eat it up. I think. Yeah, I think. I think you got to let him make that decision. See what see what he would rather play. Yeah. And, and actually, that brings me to the last point, I guess. Yeah, and let's let's wrap on. it up right after that. Quarterback, I think it's in the in the head coach's best interest to gauge how the team is feeling about quarterback and then go from there. Mm-hmm. If Lombardi is the obvious choice within the team, don't lose your team. You know, oh, like sure. play yeah. to the to the how the players are feeling at that moment. And if it's this young guy that everybody thinks is oh he's way better than you know than Lombardi, but but of course Lombardi's turn, no, then go with the young guy. Yeah. Yeah. Play to the play to the team. Actually before before I stop recording we gotta do a quick grade. Grade him. And Great. then we will uh, end the podcast with a full full out grade of of, of the Lost Art Brewhouse. That's fun. You guys want to do that? Yeah, Let's do cool. That. Let's do All it. All right. So, Let's Kyle, start us off with, with your grade of this one. Tell us what we're tricky. drinking. I, and, and Yeah. Cool. Yeah, tricky. I really like this one, too. 7.7. Um, 7. is my number. D- did you feel like this was... Pretty similar to the Michigan yes. IPA. Yeah, yeah. That that's the the vibe I'm getting from it. Too. Very strong aroma, like very strong. Scent, or what do you call that? You guys were using the fancy word for it before. I don't know how to use fancy words. Aromas. Was it seven seven? Feel. You say seven seven. Mm-hmm. 
Seven point seven five zero. Seven point seven five. That's seven and three quarters. <laughs> zero. <laughs> Pl- plus or minus one thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> All right, who who's up? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna echo what Kyle said, as far as just the way the way it drinks, the way it tastes. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven point nine. Nice. Very easy to drink. Yeah. 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 It's good beer. Ryan. Yep, I agree. I think it's good. Hold on, I'm going to take another sip, and I'm going to okay. give it a grade. I love this, because it's like right, yep, there's a sip. And here comes the grade. And the grade the pick is, is in. The pick is in. That would be a fun thing to adopt every grade. Seven, eight. Please don't. <laughs> Seven, eight. Oh, he's right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Second time. Just get a sandwich. I, Make a I sandwich. Re- I really like this one as well. I'm going to go with eight one. Is that higher or lower than the uh, lower MI? So it's that time in the show where we give our Michigan beer grades. So I want to remind everyone to stop into the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for some of the best beer in West Michigan. The family-friendly atmosphere is perfect for a night out with the family, date night, going out with friends, or game days. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020. And if you mention State of My Sports, you can get a nice little discount when you dine in or carry out a crowler or growler. Stop in and try the State of My PA named after the podcast or any of their great beer, seltzer, or wine. Whatever your beer of choice is, we are sure the hops will have something that you will like just as much, if not more. Also, grab a six-pack of the Beer of the Summer Stand Delicious. It is simply delicious. Did you write that, Sam? I did. Is it good, right? It's okay. Oh, don't. (laughs) It was good. Just say it was good. It is delicious. It is delicious beer. It's delicious, but that's, I mean, that's the obvious plan. All right, so if you're just tuning in, which I don't know why the heck you'd be just tuning in for the out, but um, our beer <laughs> grade, so Lost Art Brew House uh, opening tomorrow or today as you're listening. Uh, they're selling their beer. Uh, it's here in Walker, and you can order your beer online. You can pick it up uh, car side. You can pick it up. You can go in and pick it up in their tap room which will be opening hopefully soon um and then or they, they could deliver it to you just jump on their website order what you want I, we we drank all three of their flagship beers here tonight and and basically we just wanted to quickly go through w- what we graded you guys just want me to read them off to start yeah let's then do you that. guys can tell yeah. tell everybody your average or you just yeah, want yeah. Me to, all right so mike or so we started with striker kyle gave it a nice six eight ryan did a little better with a seven seven mike took a step down with a seven five and then i Finished it off with a nice seven nine. Striker was a, their logger. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yep. And good, then good beer. Yeah. So then we jumped over to their Michigan IPA. Uh, Kyle with an eight two. Ryan an eight three. Micah an eight three. And I gave it an eight five as well. So or not as well, but eight five is what I gave it. Um, as well. All eights right there. That's as that was well. a really good beer. I thought but it had, had have really we ever good done that with all? Yeah, I'm sure we have before, but. I don't know. Well, this is kind I'm of a sure. new way to grade. Like, we've never graded That's beer true. this way, other than yeah. when we went to the hops at one time, which yeah. 
there was so much beer. I, I don't even remember Six, that. Sixteen. I'll have to listen. Yeah. I didn't. Get, I wasn't invited to that. <laughs> I think you're all right. Maybe always invited. Yeah. All right. So then we didn't we show. ended our, our last segment by grading tricky. Uh, Kyle gave it a seven seven. Ryan a seven eight. Micah a seven nine, and I gave it an eight point one. Uh, that that's kind of their hazy. IPA is that is that a fair description? I, I actually think citrusy it's, yeah, IPA it's really similar to the Michigan IPA, and I think the Michigan IPA was overall just I mean we all graded it better, so I think yeah. it's easy to say that it was just a little bit better. Um, what I really like about this trio that he has going on is he, it, I think Micah just said it a little while ago. He actually it seems like he has a vision for what he's trying to get out of his beers, and, yeah. and it's supposed to be um, authentic. And he obviously put a lot of time in the logger and doing something for the for the people too with the IPAs. Yeah, I, I think that for these being their first three beers, they're they're doing a really good job, and and I'm excited to, to taste it. I think they have they'll be coming out with more as they go. Um, but I mean, you guys should go out and order from them. Yeah, I, huge, I think huge it, shout out to them, the Lost yeah. Star Brew House. Yeah, yeah, and much yep. appreciated. Yeah. yeah, yep, exactly. Really appreciate that, and uh, really excited about having having another brewery uh, close by. Walking distances. Important in my book. So. Walking home distance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> driving but walking home. <laughs> and walking uh, back. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll just go through the quick averages. I think that was a good way to kind of give it a over, lost art, a, a overall score to, to <laughs> as Ryan just <laughs> sneezed his mic down. Um, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, That's broken. Hello. I'll, so, go first. I'll go first. All right, yeah, well, Ryan, what yeah, was I, your average? My, my average was 7.9. 7. 7.9, and I think it was like a 7.93. Yes, so. it was. You guys yeah. doing hand motions? I'm Sorry, telling, yeah, I'm reminding yeah. him what his average, oh, okay. Micah. But you, you had a similar score as Ryan. Was it right on the nose? Apparently, I'm copying Ryan. I've got seven, a seven nine. Seven nine. Yeah. Kyle, it was like seven six wasn't it? Seven yeah. six. That was yours, and mine was an eight point one. Ooh, nice. So you liked it, huh? I did. I, I was. I liked. I think it. We all did. Yeah. Really. Very yeah. good beer. Um, Consider I scored in the fives last week. So. Yeah, you know right. what? I would, I would actually be really curious on how all these taste right out of the tap too. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Well, these these were actually canned today, oh, yesterday, and today. Yeah. Oh, so wow. they're they, yeah. fresh. Look at yeah, that. very fresh. Um, but if we could get like a private tapping, that'd mm. be I mean, that is that's already being at. talked about. <laughs> uh, well, when Brad dropped this off, uh, he he actually gave us a nice shout out. He he messaged me after the fact and saying that he listens to the podcast and he's sharing it with his friends to help us grow our audience. So oh, that's awesome. Um, love that. Love love the word of mouth. We're gonna give it back to him. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you, thank you to Lost Art. I mean, amazing, amazing beer. Just giving us the giving this to us was, was really fun and being being part of it and we're gonna give you guys some shout outs so uh we'll talk to you guys next week if not sooner peace fellas